This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. It's Vancouver Consumer. In a moment, we'll be talking about seniors care because with today's aging population, you or someone you know is probably dealing with the issue of caring for an elderly person. But first, let's look at some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Canada has a new low-cost airline. Lynx Air, based in Calgary, made its inaugural flight on Thursday, landing here in Vancouver from Calgary. Lynx Air has joined the competition against Air Canada's Rouge, Sunwing, Flare, and WestJet's Swoop in the growing budget airline market. Lynx is offering flights to nine destinations across Canada, including Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, Halifax, and Winnipeg. The CEO, Marin MacArthur, says Lynx is hoping to have nearly 90 flights a week by June and close to 180 by August, all within Canada. Lots of these smaller, affordable, some might call them no-frills airlines, have been gearing up to go head-to-head with the industry giants like Air Canada, especially when it comes to domestic flights and sun destinations. So hopefully this means some good deals for us. And what do you think about the idea of a cannabis cafe in Vancouver, a place where people can legally consume cannabis in a public space, such as a cafe or spa, or even at a concert? The BC government is now asking the public to chime in with input on the idea Uh, The province describes a cannabis consumption space as a business or special event that provides cannabis for sale and use on site. Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth says cannabis businesses have said the spaces could provide an opportunity for some struggling businesses to turn a profit. Others have raised some health and safety concerns. Uh, You have your say on the BC government website. You can log on until May 8th. And if allowed, the province says consumption spaces would need to align with provincial public health and safety objectives. But that raises a few questions because uh, indoor smoking uh, is banned, according to provincial public health and safety objectives. Uh, Also, vaping uh, would be prohibited as well. Uh, One place you won't be able to smoke weed in public is in the little southern Alberta town of Raymond. Raymond, Alberta. In fact, you can't even get a drink there. The town has been dry for more than a century with a total ban on serving alcohol in this little town. That might change though. They just wrapped up a two-week survey asking the people what they think of the law in the town. 700 of the 2,400 eligible voters have responded and they'll decide whether they want to keep the little town dry no matter what or allow the sale of alcohol as long as the restaurant is licensed. And if you're a record collector, this should get your attention. About 5,000 vinyl LPs were left scattered outside a record store on West Hastings Street overnight this past week. They were free for the taking, but it only caused a lot of confusion and concern from neighbors and even police. The albums were placed there by David Jones, the owner of Vinyl Records on Hastings, uh, as he usually does with records he no longer wants to keep. But according to Jones, the boxes were roughed up by somebody overnight and caused a big mess and people didn't know what to think. Jones regularly gives away records of all genres, placing boxes of them outside of the store at 321 East Hastings for anyone to take for free. 
because sometimes you just can't sell them. Uh, the boxes upon boxes of records or vinyls, as the kids call them, are just a portion of his collection. He's got nearly 20,000 LPs that he needs to get rid of before moving his store into the new location from Hastings Street to 44 Water Street in Gastown later this month. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And up next, do you have some people in your life who are getting a little older and need a little extra care? Our next guest will have some answers for you. We'll talk to the Vice President of Tapestry Senior Communities when we come back right after this. Welcome back. It is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And it is a fact of life that we are all getting older. And if you are helping loved ones, especially our parents and grandparents who are getting older, it can be a challenge to give them the kind of care that they deserve. And my guest this afternoon is Adina Waffle, Vice President of Tapestry. They operate four seniors communities for independent adults in BC and Ontario. Two of its communities are located right here in Vancouver, one in Kitsilino, uh, that's Tapestry at Arbutus Walk. There's one on the UBC campus, Tapestry at Westbrook Village, and there's one on the island. And we'll talk about all that. And uh, let me introduce Adina, Adina Waffle from Tapestry. Hi, Adina. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, and it's it's really an interesting uh, conversation for for people who are getting a little bit older. Uh, all, like all the the my sort of circle of friends almost to a person we're all dealing with helping our parents and everyone is it it is really a challenge and uh, it's such a universal thing it absolutely is i think even more so as you know this pandemic is moving to endemic people are now spending more time together and seeing the effects of social isolation that has happened regardless of age yeah, and and tapestry kind of has a philosophy uh, about uh, I think you call it active aging. So tell us about that. We do. We are all about helping people of all ages understand we can all embrace a new age, and certainly be active and engaged in in our own well being at every age and stage of life. Mm-hmm. So we really look at at aging less about the number and more about how people want to be engaged in that process. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of what people want to be engaged with, what, what uh, elderly people want, what is the, is there a disconnect between what's being offered and what seniors really want as they approach that stage of their life? Do you think? I, I do. I think seniors like, all of us um, want to be seen as the individuals and people that they are and to ultimately look for ways to be engaged in, in their own decisions and in, in their daily lives, continue to be engaged participants in, in living. And so tapestry really looks at a holistic approach to, to wellness. We partner with the International Council on Active Aging in looking at the seven dimensions of, of wellness. 
Right. So the seven dimensions of wellness, Let, let's go through those. Uh, let's talk about that. Cause, and I should, I'm going to throw out the website. If people are interested in learning more about tapestry, it's discover tapestry.com. And, uh, your website has a lot of, uh, good information about, uh, what you call active aging, but let's talk about the seven dimensions. Uh, what, yeah. what are they? The, the seven dimensions of wellness, um, it's really a philosophy of living, again, for every age, um, but we obviously are focused on seniors, and it includes physical, mental, spiritual, occupational, social, environmental, and intellectual wellness. And when right. you think about how, how we all live, um, many of these dimensions intersect with one another, but at Tapestry, we're, we're extremely focused on providing programs that stimulate all of seven dimensions um, and, and offering services with the intention of touching on these dimensions. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, Tapestry is very committed to providing exceptional food service and choice within that food service. So our buildings are built with independent kitchens in all of our resident suites. So people continue to cook for themselves when they want, how they want. But all of our communities also offer restaurants, pubs, bistros, where people can choose, I don't want to cook today. I'm going to go and, and enjoy dinner. And our chefs, Red Sealed chefs work with their team to develop seasonal menus with local suppliers. It would be akin to you or I going out to rest to a restaurant and and in Vancouver. Right. Yeah. And on your website, there's a photograph of uh, uh, a couple of guys sitting at what looks like a, a pub. <laughs> and Absolutely. A, and they're Fully having a beer. <laughs> and it just, I mean, that, you know, covers a few of those dimensions. I mean, social, um, yeah. intellectual, because you're talking about physical. important things and physical. We're nourishing our, we're nourishing our bodies. We, we do want to make sure we're, we're providing people with good options. Right. Yeah. And I, and I guess the sort of a lot of the thinking maybe in the old days about, um, you know, senior care, it was all about physical. You just want to, you just want to, you know, keep them, uh, healthy, uh, while maybe not, uh, getting into their occupational sort of aspects of their life. Like what, what excites them? What kind of things do they like to do? Um, yeah. I guess we, that's true. It is absolutely true. And I, I mean, I like, we're not your traditional retirement community. We really are looking to engage with our residents, understand their purpose, the things that they, that bring them excitement and enjoyment, things they're passionate about. Um, we have an amazing resident uh, in one of our communities who has a passion for art, has since she was a young person and, and picked up a paintbrush when she was recovering from an injury and has refound her love of art and is actually teaching it to residents in our community. Wow. So she is That's sharing her, her passion, her purpose um, with, with other residents and creating amazing works 
some of those might actually be on our website as well. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's it sounds sounds great. We're talking to Adina Waffle, Vice President of Tapestry. They run um, a bunch of uh, senior care homes. There's two in Vancouver. There's uh, one in Kitts Tapestry at Arbutus Walk. One on the UBC campus, uh, Tapestry at Westbrook Village. And uh, it, so, what kind of seniors are we talking about i mean uh wh- yeah. who, who is a who is a classic uh, uh candidate to to come live there oh they they we run the gamut i would like to say i mean i think a lot of people when you think of retirement communities you it, it's easy to paint a picture in your mind and i i would say we we have a tapestry <laughs> that gets created <laughs> by the residents and the employees that work in our communities. And they are uniquely local. Um, if you walked into our Arbutus Walk community, you would have a different feeling than you would at Westbrook Village. And it is because of the people who choose to live and work there that, that they are, they have that unique feeling. Um, I would say we have residents uh, ranging in age from late 60s well into their hundreds um, and they all have different interests but they come to tapestry knowing they can share that with other people who are interested in lifelong learning and exploring their passions further yeah so so it sounds like that's kind of part of the overall philosophy is creating this kind of uh, culture where it's not just everybody stuck in their own room by themselves. It's, it's a real sort of holistic approach where people are engaged with other people and, you know, um, supporting other people. Yeah, we have a, a very healthy calendar of events that we've, we've got a, an amazing wellness team in each of our communities and, and they put together programs for our residents, some of them are run by our residents, as I mentioned, Teresa, our, 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 our artist. Um, but they, those programs shift and evolve with the interests of our residents. Um, we had run a masterclass series out at Westbrook Village, and residents could get up and speak about whether it was something that they did as a career or it was a a hobby or interest that they explored. Um, We had a resident who had learned a ton about nurse trees because they're surrounded by Pacific Spirit Park. And he shared his learnings and presented them to other residents. So it's it's this sharing of, of information and interest that keeps us all engaged in life. Yeah. So, so if someone is interested in finding out more about Discover Tapestry and whether they they would be a good fit, uh, so what's the process? They obviously go take a look at the website discovertapestry.com, dot com, and then how do you, what what is the process? They can connect with us. We do have um, a live chat feature which our employees manage, um, and so they can engage on the website. They can give us a call. And we'd be happy to arrange for a tour and lunch or dinner so that they could come and experience what, what we offer at Tapestry. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I should mention, uh, you've won a number of awards, uh, including uh, the top 25 best in wellness seniors lifestyle communities in North America. Uh, so you are well recognized. We are. We're extremely proud of that recognition uh, by the International Council on Active Aging and New Step. Um, our teams, and when I say teams, I mean our employees and our residents have worked really hard at creating a welcomed wellness environment um, where people feel they can contribute and bring their, their passions to the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I should point out that's the Beacon Award that you it won. Is, yeah, so both Westbrook Village and Arbutus Walk. Um, Westbrook, this was our third year um, being named as one of the top 25 and Arbutus Walk second year. We're, we're mm-hmm. quite proud. Yeah, and you mentioned that they're both very specifically different. That they're not a car. It's not like going into an IKEA where they're exactly the same. These are different. That's right. Places. That's right. We've um, one of those examples. Um, we have kinesiologists who who work on our teams, and each of them have specialties that sort of are are their passions. And one of our our kinesiologists brought up a, a boxing class to um, some of the fitness classes. And and boxing has been proven to support um, people with Parkinson's to help them sort of stabilize their Parkinson's and and see some physical improvements. And what a difference that has made for for some of our residents who, who are living with Parkinson's. Oh, that's very, very cool. Uh, we're talking to Adina Waffle, the Vice President of Tapestry. Uh, you can go to their website, discovertapestry.com. They operate four seniors communities for independent adults in BC and Ontario. Two of its communities are right here in Vancouver, as we've been talking about. One in Kitsilino, Tapestry at Arbutus Walk, and one on the UBC campus, uh, Tapestry at Westbrook Village. And if you go to that website, discovertapestry.com, uh, you can see what kind of a place it is. Uh, it looks uh, very like a, a really nice community and we're all dealing with, uh, with aging in some way or another. So we're all getting old. Uh, oh, true. But, and when we come back with Adina, I, I want to talk about COVID and how that has affected you and, uh, and what you've learned from it. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong and we're talking about aging and aging a good way. Uh, a holistic way, a way where you're supported and you're around people that, that, that get you excited. We're talking to Adina Waffle, the vice president of Tapestry. They run uh, a bunch of um, uh, seniors communities for independent adults in BC and Ontario. There's two of the communities right here in Vancouver, one in Kitsilino uh, at Arbutus Walk. And then there's one on the UBC campus, uh, tapestry at Westbrook Village. And Adina, you were talking about boxing as something that helped people with Parkinson's. I had a story just uh, an hour ago about how uh, Tai Chi is really proving to help people who have had strokes. And uh, it's it's really interesting about how important it is to to be active. And, and when you say, oh, somebody who has Parkinson's, we'll, we'll get him in the boxing ring. It sounds a little <laughs> bit drastic, Daunting. but, <laughs> but it does, it, it's an example of 
you know, pushing, pushing yourself and, and keeping active. And I, and that seems to be the whole uh, philosophy of tapestry. It absolutely is. You know, the, the move it or lose it kind of scenario, we really want to um, help people stay active in their lives. And so really providing a range of activities. When we talk about, you know, I didn't bring up boxing to deter anyone from <laughs> considering a move to retirement community. Yeah, maybe tai, but, tai Chi is easier tai for chi, people. Yeah, more, more people's speed. We do have amazing meditation programs um, that our, our wellness team puts on. So it, it really does run the range. We have... Um, yoga classes and chair exercises. We really want to meet people where they're at. Um, we had a, a resident that I got to know fairly well who moved into our community with fairly serious mobility challenges. And she started out requiring the need of a wheelchair, but was very driven and had a personal goal of being able to walk around the CN Tower. Wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say walk around the park. The park. No, no. A little, a little higher up than that. A little higher goal. Um, and so she did work with our, our kinesiologists in the community. And, and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy, but she was driven. And um, ultimately, you know, started using a walker eventually graduated to using her cane and we were able to to meet that goal and I was I I say lucky hesitantly because I am terrified of heights but this was part of the deal that if uh, if she made that goal that we would we would do this walk around the CN Tower together and I mean just fierce she was fierce about getting well and and gaining her mobility back and that she did. So it was, it was a great time walking that tower. I will never do it again. <laughs> but, um, since, since that journey, um, another group of residents went up just a couple of months ago to experience that. So we're hoping it'll be an annual activity for, for our residents in Toronto. I love that because um, not only is it just a good uh, activity to go out to that, but it's also <laughs> so sim- it's so symbolic, right? It it just goes to show you that that aging is all about just getting out there and doing it. Because like that old saying, aging is not for the faint of heart. And and I I think you really have to push people or or get them excited, and and that seems to me to be the key to living a good life as you get older. It absolutely is. And we know that as we age, at any age, health things happen. Um, You know, whether it's a fall or, you know, um, other medical diagnoses, we do want to work with our residents. Uh, Part of our wellness team is we have amazing resident assistants who, who are available to provide support as people experience um, you know, health scenarios that shift over time. 
Right. We're talking to Adina Waffle, Vice President of Tapestry, discovertapestry.com. They run a number of seniors communities for independent adults in BC and Ontario. There's one at Kitsilino, uh, one at Westbrook Village at UBC. And you kind of are leading into my next question, because the one thing about uh, elderly people is conditions can change. Uh, things happen, falls happen, you know, mm-hmm. you know, strokes happen. So how how do you deal with that? Because it seems like uh, a lot of your residents are independent. But what about when things change? How how well equipped are you to deal with all that stuff? Yeah, we we do in our communities offer um, a modest amount of assisted living to be able to support our residents through those health times of crisis or where there's interventions needed. And so uh, we are. Our wellness director um, is a registered nurse, as an example, um, and we do have resident assistants who can assist with activities of daily living. We also have great partners within the community uh, if residents require a bit more assistance through time. And I, yeah. I can't stress enough, uh, the inclusion of, of our kinesiologists on our team is such an asset for those people who really want to work on their physical health, work on their core strength, work on their leg strength. I mean, risk of falls as we age is is a big concern. And so the more we stay active and focused on, on keeping that core strength, the, the better off we're going to be. Yeah, I remember reading about uh, the statistics of falls and people who do yoga and older mm. people who do yoga, the number of people who suffer falls, the statistics are really good because it prevent. I guess it's core strength. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we One of the, the gentlemen, one of our ambassadors, he's a resident um, out at our Westbrook Village community. Um, he's on our website as well. Ted is up lifting weights, working out in the gym with our kinesiologists. Um, his, his ambassador video really talks to his desire to stay active and engaged. And I think he's a really great example of, you know, what engaged active aging looks like. Yeah. And you can see that at discovertapestry.com, the website for tapestry. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Lifting weights, it's another example of something, you know, like years ago, the idea of a a senior lifting weights seemed kind of ridiculous. But in actual fact, it's almost more important for seniors to lift weights than for young people. Uh, It really is. It really is. I mean, that bone density and and keeping our our body strong for sure is important. I also want to touch on, you know, I think trying to break down the stereotypes of of what it is to age and and what being an older adult means. Um, like in any age, <clears throat> excuse me, I think we we put these social stereotypes around things and and we're we're working really hard at tapestry to help break down those barriers um to to not have assumptions made just because somebody is is a specific age uh we took a group of residents 
up to Cyprus to do some snowshoeing um, earlier this season. And one of the residents that joined the group said he'd never been, been snowshoeing. Right. He's, he's well into his 90s. And he, after that experience of snowshoeing, the comment was, why did I not try this sooner? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, again, they, they booked a next trip um, for a couple of weeks later and up they went. And it's, it's that experience of just being open to trying new things. Yeah, yeah, that's in, and snowshoeing is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Well, and I have to tell you, we had to, um, I'm not sure how the team got around the registration, but they uh, wouldn't recognize his birth date when we, <laughs> when we were signing up because he was in his 90s. <laughs> So the, the computer didn't go back that far. Is yeah, that the maybe deal? not? Maybe not. So you know, we're we're trying to break down those those thoughts about what it is to age. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it it brings us to the the dreaded word of ageism. But I guess this mm-hmm. is a different this is a different type of ageism because there's like ageism in the workplace, but there's kind of a seniorism. I I don't know what the phrase would be, but people really need to th- rethink. Uh, what it's like to be in your 90s, for example. Absolutely. People are living longer, healthier lives um, than they ever have. And and I would say we absolutely see that um, at Tapestry, that when people make the decision to move into community earlier, they live long, healthy, happy lives. I was at our Arbutus Walk community Uh, just a couple of weeks ago chatting with a resident who's been there with us for 14 years. It's, you know, that idea that people can live healthy and engaged lives, if we make the decision sooner and, and, you know, COVID has not been our friend in terms of creating social isolation, but I know that our residents felt like they were in community, they weren't isolated, they had their friends, they had the employees around them, and it was a supportive time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mentioned COVID before, talking about mm-hmm. COVID, and, and that kind of brings me to to my, my question about, uh, we talked a lot about physical well-being, but uh, how important is socializing? How important is it to be around other people? Because we learned that in COVID. And I mean, how important is that to tapestry, the, the social aspect? It's, it's absolutely critical. We human beings are social beings. We, we, whether we're introverts or extroverts, we still require the connection of human beings. And um, so creating the, opportunity for people to be social and engaged, whether it's through organized activities within our communities or just being able to, to have dinner with your neighbor. That mm-hmm. is, is available in our communities and has been through this pandemic, which is, you know, we had our own bubble. We had people connect, connected with one another. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, if people would like to learn more about Tapestry, uh, they have four seniors communities for independent adults in BC and Ontario. Two are in Vancouver, one in Kitsilino, that's at Arbutus Walk, and one on the UBC campus, Tapestry at Westbrook Village. And there's one on the island as well. And, uh, and people can go and learn all about it at discovertapestry.com. It's a good website. They'll basically uh, learn everything they need to know about, uh, about Tapestry. And, you know, maybe even go get a tour of the place. See what it's like. We would, so, we would welcome people to come give us a call and, or, or pop in. We'd love to show them around our community. Sounds great. Adina Waffle, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, we will talk again. Thank you so you much. Well, thanks so much. That's Adina Waffle, Vice President of Tapestry. DiscoverTapestry.com is the website. And when we come back, uh, who says Vancouver is a no-fun city? This is a story of something that happened in Vancouver way back in 1935, but I'll tell you about it. And uh, it proved that uh, Vancouver knew how to have fun in 1935. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. So what did people in Vancouver do for fun back in 1935? Well, judging by this, we certainly were not a no-fun city back in the 30s. It was this week... In 1935, it was actually yesterday, April 8th, 1935, when 20,000 Vancouverites gathered on the Burrard Street Bridge to cheer on a guy named Ray Woods. He was a daredevil who promised that he would do what the Vancouver newspaper, Herald newspaper called a death-defying dive off the bridge. He had permission. He wasn't just showing up and jumping over the bridge. Mayor Jerry McGeer endorsed the event. The crowd was really into it, cheering him on as he walked slowly to the edge of the bridge. So how did he do? Well, here's how the newspaper, the Vancouver News Herald, described it. Quote, Defying the elements, the diver took off the windy side of the Burrard Bridge to the choppy water 110 feet below, and so nonchalant was he that he took off backward, making a perfect jackknife dive, unquote. Uh, he resurfaced almost immediately, waved to the crowd. The crowd went nuts, and he was fine, thanks to his padded corset. Wood was the owner of a diving school in his hometown of St. Louis, and the 110-foot drop was actually pretty easy for him. In fact, he had previously made 161 bridge jumps in Canada, the U.S., and Mexico before this, and some of them were as high as 170 feet. Um, in fact, most of the danger was from cars almost hitting the throngs of people running across the road. Uh, Woods would continue to tour North America and Mexico, defying death until 1937 when a miscalculation on a jump off the Oakland Bay Bridge in San Francisco would leave him a quadriplegic. However, despite what he was told by doctors, he would eventually regain mobility in his upper body. And he seemed like a very positive guy. Despite, what, uh, despite that, uh, he would later say that he had no regrets. He told a Michigan paper in 1939 that he dived because he loved to travel. And this was the only way he could travel and get paid for it. Ray Wood jumping off the Burrard Bridge in 1935. This week 
in Vancouver history. This is Vancouver Consumer. We're here every Saturday and we'll be back uh, next Saturday, 2 p.m., 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho. I'm Martin Strong and the news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.